Welcome back to Let's Talk Nudie. My name is Dani Skoy. I am your podcast host. And this week's guest is actually my little sister, Laura Coy. She is studying uh, to become a physical therapist. And her emotional intelligence is off the charts. She is so aligned and in tune with her emotional side. And she has really good insights on how you can deal with certain emotions in your life, on especially anxiety. She has a lot of um, experience with anxiety. And I thought it'd be a really good insightful episode for obviously people that, mo- like most of us, suffer from some type of, you know, stress or anxiety or even depression, you know. So I thought it'd be a really cool idea to have her and talk about the ways that she handles her emotions and her experience with meditation, You know how much I love that. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode and let me know what you think. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited because I definitely eventually want to have an episode of you, my big sister, our big sister, and me. (laughs) And it's going to be really interesting because we have completely different mindsets of life. I know. So it's going to be an interesting one for sure. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. It will be. We're really funny people. But I wanted to talk to you because you've definitely had a lot of experience with your emotions and Mm -hmm. particularly with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And you've really been able, well, what what I've seen Mm -hmm. is how you've been able to kind of take over your emotions and being able to analyze how you're feeling and and really rationalize your emotions in a way that not a lot of people that I know at least have rationalized, mm-hmm. right? So we tend to kind of diminish the importance of paying attention to our emotions. Mm-hmm. And ever since you were little, all you want to do is pay attention to them more and analyze and analyze and analyze. And I'm like, this girl's going to be a psychologist or something. <laughs> like... But, um, but yeah, so I just wanted to kind of discuss that a little bit because not a lot of people talk about it and not a lot of people emphasize Mm -hmm. on the fact that that is probably 40% or more or however, a big chunk of our lives. I think it's the biggest thing of our lives. You think so? Yeah. I mean, our perception of reality, we're very, we're emotional creatures. So I think our perception, our experience of reality is very based on our thoughts and our emotions. And a lot of the times, our thoughts are driven by emotions without us even realizing it. So, yeah, I think emotion is probably the biggest thing. Yeah. To our lives, yeah. I recently just learned how our body is our mind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, and the way that we actually communicate with our mind is through our emotions in our, in our yeah. body. Yeah. So, absolutely. our body is the memory from mm-hmm. everything that we've experienced, our subconscious, and it's just holding on to this memory that. Sometimes we don't actually remember, you know, in our conscious self, mm-hmm. but we have it in our subconscious. Our body remembers everything. Everything. And being able to have a connection with that part of yourself and your body mm-hmm. will really help you, you know, live a better life, I think. Mm-hmm. And just understand yourself better um, and just a better connection with your inner self. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so let's let's go back a little bit. How do you want to talk a little bit about your experience with anxiety? Yeah, I mean, so it really started when I was in high school. 
um, I started experiencing some level of just panic attacks. Um, and I remember when I, I, I remember my first one, I just, I was just like, wait, what is this feeling? Like, what is this? Like, I remember I ran to my mom and I was like, uh, I'm like freaking out. Like, obviously it wasn't like that. Co- like I was, I was really, it was just a panic attack. Um, and I wasn't sure where it was coming from. And the way that it kind of unraveled throughout high school and eventually college was, um, really not being able to understand like, okay, what is this feeling? Where is it coming from? And why is it here? Um, and that constant, so like throughout college, I would, uh, throughout high school and college, I just constantly, um, in my conscious and subconscious mind, depending on what phase I was in my life or at the time, um, I would just be constantly thinking about it. I would be like, mm-hmm. right, like, why would I be feeling anxious right now? Or, like, where is this coming from and why? Um, so that was really intense in high school. Um, and then it kind of spilled over to college. Uh, but college was a lot easier to, I mean, I don't know if manage is a good word to say because what I really did was just started drinking, going out with friends every night. Um, I went to Florida State, so that was just very easy to do Monday through Monday through Sat. Honestly, almost every day of the week. Right. Me and my friends and I would always go out, drink, you know. And it wasn't like intentionally like I'm gonna go out to like avoid this. Um, I think it was very subconscious, but I was very motivated to go out and like you know party with friends, be out with friends. I'm a very social person, so like it kind of took me out of that mindset of like the constant obsession of like okay why am I anxious like what is this going to like you know and it's just kind of like that fear of feeling anxiety you know and which is I mean well do you feel like maybe it was the opposite like you were you weren't feeling it so much therefore you were able to enjoy your life in a different way and then you know it kind of hid within your body until you were ready to you know put it in front of you yeah yeah I mean it could probably because like I, I see it with my own personal experiences of feeling my emotions i love to suppress my emotions it's my favorite <laughs> thing ever so um but i saw it a lot a lot a lot throughout my whole life and it, it's weird because i was able to be really happy in a lot of moments that i never thought that i was going through something right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i enjoyed my life in many ways and i thought one maybe it's because I just wasn't ready to face it Mm -hmm. but also sometimes it's not that big and prevalent in your body that you need to fix it right now Mm -hmm. like it's okay to like you know kind of just put it to the side put it to the side right and I, I noticed that when I when I did study abroad in Spain all of a lot of my previous problems that I didn't want to face like my breakups or so many things that happened before I went to Spain I faced them after Spain but Mm -hmm. during Spain it was like an incredible experience I was having so much fun Mm -hmm. like I was with my friends and it wasn't such a big deal I guess you're right like I was so distracted Mm -hmm. and when I came back it was like depression yeah 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 you know but it wasn't anything to do with Spain it was like it, it was like came. from things that were from before. Yeah. So uh, when I think about your experience, I remember you being in college. So Laura and I were in college together, kind of. Um, she came, I think it was like, what, three years later or something? Yeah. I don't remember. But I remember your first year, you came and you were such a happy person. Mm. 
and you were doing your thing and blah 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 like I didn't feel any like crazy you know but then again I don't know what you're feeling like I don't know what you're mm -hmm. going through mm -hmm. but you analyzing it back you're I don't know like sometimes it's the opposite it's like you have so much goodness happening that you don't want to mm -hmm. focus on this yeah And then when you're ready to focus on it, okay, now it's there. Yeah. You know? I think when I look back, I I mean, I could have been a running away from it, like, because, uh, I mean, I don't know. But I, I remember in fr my, my first year, I mean, it was an awesome time when I started in summer. I wasn't really, that wasn't really prevalent in my head, but it really resurfaced during big life changes, which growing mm. up, I mean, now I know it's mm. like, okay, anxiety during big life changes is completely normal wow so during okay. my first semester well not first but like fall semester when it was time to like all right the school year is really starting I mean summer semester I mean I don't know how different it is with other colleges but at FSU it's like what six weeks and you're just constantly partying like it's not a real semester yet and the <laughs> only people on campus are just like just freshmen so it's just yeah. it's not it's a fake summer but it's like you know But fall semester, when things really start, and you're like, all right, you're fall semester, this is four, four or five months long, you know, you're starting your school year, this is when shit gets real. Um, and I remember, I don't even know, it, I think it was that change, and saying goodbye to my parents, for, fall semester was harder than summer, for some reason. Interesting. Like, I remember summer, I was just like, all right, bye, peace, and then I, yeah. you know. But, um, but yeah, I remember first year was, I felt a lot of anxiety during my first semester, but eventually like you said i just kind of got distracted by just departing which i don't think there's anything wrong with that it's just it's just the way so it happened you know yeah. um but yeah so mm -hmm. but then it started kind of resurfacing up during like i think junior year yeah and that's when i ended up uh seeing my therapist which i freaking love him he's awesome but um and then he started kind of teaching me about emotions and what it is and you know reassuring me on what i needed to be reassured on and everything were you always open to the idea of having a therapist oh absolutely i don't know why because i mean you know our family like our like in i mean i don't know about all hispanics but in my experience like a lot of people a lot of hispanics tend to w mental health isn't a thing you know and i remember mm -hmm. when i tried to open up to my mom or my dad or my other sister about it um it was always like you shouldn't be anxious you should be grateful like you should feel this way like there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong with your life mm. so don't feel like this and it was almost like shameful you know so i literally was shamed into not feeling my anxiety or like i was shamed for feeling that kind of way um but i always was open to talking about it i'm a very open person about it since i was little so i think when i figured out oh colleges offer free counseling why won't I take that opportunity? And then I, like the therapist I had, I, I, I mean, I still see him to this day, but I heard good things from an other, from other friends. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, like, let me, let me check him out. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's been great. I learned a lot about myself and about emotions and it's amazing. So what is the one thing that you would tell someone, you know, getting into like that uh, new world of, being aware of the emo their emotions and being like maybe i want to go to therapy or whatever yeah what would you say to them on like their you know starting this journey starting this journey well if you're you know thinking about seeking therapy i mean um i'd say don't be afraid and don't be don't be on the or how do i say this like 
it's going to be overwhelming or it's probably going to be overwhelming and that's totally normal mm -hmm. if you've never tried to understand your emotions or even allowed yourself to feel them it could be a lot at first because mm -hmm. it's not a lot there's your body was suppressing them for a reason you were suppressing them for a reason um and then for seeking therapy i mean if you want to learn how to work out you go to a personal trainer if you want to learn how to eat you go to a nutritionist so if you're trying to figure out things in your mind and your body and your emotions mm -hmm. why wouldn't you go to the therapist right. there's someone that's specialized in whatever you're going through so um if you're hesitant you don't know i mean i'd say just do it there's no harm but it's also finding a good therapist is also very right. important because mm -hmm. i remember my the first one i saw before the one i the the guy that i saw now or that i see now she was it was not a good match um mm -hmm. and you know not every therapist is going to be a perfect match for you so. right also be wary of that but yeah i mean it can be overwhelming and uh but it's okay and it's just a lifelong journey that yeah you know, it's amazing and i remember that you like this wasn't your first therapist i remember yeah, you went yeah. to a, like a first no i remember you went to like another therapist mm -hmm. and that therapist was just like you know saying crazy things and um can we talk a little bit about that because i think there is this prejudice against going to therapy mm -hmm. because there are some therapists that are like that mm -hmm. and i just I, i wish that and i'm so happy that you didn't stop that journey like you didn't like block that mm. whole area out of your life because yeah. obviously your current therapist completely changed your life but yeah. do you want to talk a little bit about what happened yeah i mean so for me i was very scared of a, like a diagnosis of something like yeah. i've always had that fear like oh something's wrong with me like there's something going on whatever and i during the time i really needed like weekly sessions like i i not intensive like i mean i don't know if that's considered intensive but mm. i wanted to see someone weekly I was going through a lot of stress. This is when I was in my prime time with my bio major. Like, I and I didn't really, I still didn't understand my anxiety. So, mm -hmm. um, I was going through a lot. And you know, this therapist was very on the side of she loved to diagnose. She loved to tell you, okay, this is what's wrong with you. Um, we can try this treatment, but I'm gonna my next availability is in a month. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like okay well that's not going to really be effective like you so like i remember like i can't just, wait another month i can't wait really, you know so just, how like, many panic attacks am i gonna have until then so she like just i remember she she knew my whole fear of like just being diagnosed and everything and i'm not saying i shouldn't have been diagnosed but i remember she was just like oh i'm gonna diagnose you with this this and this like generalized anxiety or ocd or whatever she's like all right next time my like she said like i said next availability is like next month i'm like oh, so you just dropped this huge ball on me of this is what's wrong with me. It's like, you can't see me for another month. And it's just her her style and the way that she would things. And I just felt, I didn't really feel connected with her. And I have friends that had seen her and they loved her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it really, it just matters with who you Honestly, with. it just, it bothers me so much because... It, oh, it, yeah. Well, and you like, were, okay, I forgot to mention, yeah. So there was one thing before she even like, said the whole diagnosis part uh she said i'm not allowed to diagnose you because we're at a counseling center but if i were to diagnose you this is what i would put you with i'm like why would you say that? like yeah what? yeah so, and it wasn't only that i mean and I'm, i'm i'm not saying her intentions were bad it was just the way that she formatted it at least for me it just didn't quite like i have i have a lot of a lot of issues with this yeah um I, a lot because it it 
like you saying it, it might not sound so crazy to a lot of people, but for me, so I studied psychology in undergrad Mm -hmm. and I will never forget. I took this class called abnormal psychology Mm -hmm. and it's basically mental diagnosis of abnormal diseases, like men, you know? So anything like uh, generalized anxiety, depression, bipolar. So we studied all these different ones. But the way that she taught us, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a teacher or the curriculum. I don't know. But it was so categorized, mm-hmm. right? So and then it was like, okay, you might have depression if you have. And then yeah, dot, 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 like here, 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 weeks, here. Two weeks of uh, Yeah, like, like so it was like very categorized. Yeah. And I'm like, you are here to tell me that you can categorize emotions like this. Like, mm-hmm. I for me, it was crazy because the way that you feel is very unique. The way that you feel emotions. And like, yes, obviously, we need to categorize to be able to understand to help. emotions. Yeah, yeah to help, yeah. To, be, to be able to diagnose people. But um, I believe in holistic help, right? Mm-hmm. In, in many ways that you can help someone. And mm-hmm. the way that they were teaching was like, so this person has this, if they have this, and then mm-hmm. this is the answer. And it's always like pills. It's always like, like something very yeah. drastic that I was like, but what if they're just, you know, what if they're not they're, eating they're enough? Just, or they're just enough. healing. Yeah. They're healing on something that happened that they haven't processed. Yeah. And or like stuff like that, that mm-hmm. I'm like, they're just I don't know like this is just way too extreme extreme Mm -hmm. like for me it was so extreme it didn't fit in my head Mm -hmm. and I didn't know any other way back then like I was also studying philosophy and I think that's why I started questioning that was because I was studying a lot of Buddhism with my classes or many different theories of the mind and the soul Mm -hmm. and the the body that I was like well I I feel like these theories are like just based on on just very specific, you know, terms of the body and they're not looking at it in a holistic sense. It's not like, okay, what's happening? What's going around you? What are you feeling? Like these different things that are, that you can add into this categorized, you know, diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was just very like that. I don't, I feel like that's not the way. And so when you're telling me about this experience, about this therapist, it was, it went back to that where it was like, wow, she's literally going by the book. And sometimes it's not about going by the book. Yeah. Um, So I'm really happy that you were able to find this other therapist uh, that took another, you know, way of going. It was a a completely different style. Um, He, like, I think it was the first or second session that he was like, okay, putting that aside, putting those labels aside, are you eating enough? Are you sleeping enough? How are you exercising? And what kind of movies are you watching? How often are you on your phone? Like, just completely like started asking me questions that are oh wait I don't really I I think in college I was sleeping like four hours a night I was drinking every night um just every single like habit that would add and made make that emotion more drastic so Mm -hmm. it was just it was just insane wow it's crazy it's it's so wild so yeah he asked me just um these particular questions where I'm like I didn't think that was related to anxiety I didn't know that drinking could make you feel and he oh my god he I remember he would always mention like I think it's the way that your body metabolizes alcohol it's like 
I, I don't know if it's per drink or like, oh, well, I think it's like the more you drink, the worse it is. Yeah. But if you're prone to feeling anxious or all, or any of those kind of irritation, stress or whatever, um, anxiety or alcohol increases it by like, what, 30% per drink or per two drinks? I don't even mm-hmm. know the ratio. But yeah. The way that your body metabolizes it, the, like I think it's like, I don't know if it's a hormone, the chemical that is in that metabolic process. Mm-hmm is directly related to heightened anxiety. So I'm just like, no wonder. I was binge drinking like crazy. Yeah. And I, was in, I was sleeping four hours a night. I was eating awful. Like, because we know what freshman, like what college student eats super healthy. I mean, if you do, you have your life together. I didn't have my life together. So, um, so yeah. So then he, he took a completely different approach. And for me, and I mean, making those small life challenges, I mean, I wouldn't say they're small, but those lifestyle changes no they're, they're small changed. they're minimal yeah and they're just so powerful yeah they're huge yeah small but huge <laughs> yeah and, and not only that actually like i think also that like your type of personality the way that you digest information the way that you interact with other, other people are you an extrovert are you an intro like i feel like all of that really goes into how you really are feeling yeah and uh, i've i i don't know i i think your experience obviously like we talk every single day and I've seen what you've been through and I've learned so much through what you've been through basically because Mm -hmm. I've suffered from anxiety but not the way that you have like to the level that you have and Mm -hmm. for you to be able to get out of it and the way that you've done it gracefully with self-love with so much compassion and kindness for yourself and taking the time to pause your life and be like no, this is not normal. I want to fix this. Mm-hmm. And that is so beautiful. I think it's beautiful because we go through this world going like, oh my God, this is so inconvenient. Mm-hmm. This is not the right time for me to feel this. This is so like, you know, um, oh my God, my, like I have this big project at work or like there's so many things that like life goes on and on and on. And we don't take that pause. We don't take that time. Mm-hmm. To give that ourselves that, you know, attention. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it sucks. It sucks because we need it. Yeah. Everybody needs it. No matter how manly or how, like, you know, strong you are. Like, no, no. This is the best self-love that you can give yourself is yeah. that time of being able to understand how you interact, how you take in emotions, how you... Um, what are you thinking? Like, yeah, like what, what are you what, thinking? Yeah, yeah. What are you absorbing? Exactly, like the the habit of thought. I mm-hmm. think it's just so prevalent. Oh, and yeah. whenever I feel down, or, or like I'm feeling like funky, mm-hmm. I ask myself two things: Have I been drinking a lot lately? Mm-hmm. That's my number one. <laughs> oh, Honestly, yeah. that that's my number one because I realized ever since college is like a big factor in my emotions. Yeah, have I been drinking? Uh-huh. Who have I, I been hanging out with? Actually, a third question too. Who have I been hanging out with? Because to me, I'm a reflector. and Well, I recently just realized I'm a reflector. <laughs> I learned that I am. And basically, like, I absorb people's energies, right? So I'm like, okay, who I have who I have been hanging out with? And three, what am I telling myself? Mm-hmm. Like, what are my thoughts? Not like, okay, I'm, I'm waking up at this time, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm doing... No, not that. What am I telling myself when someone's like, oh, you look pretty or... Uh, you, you know at work or... or when you make a mistake what am I telling myself mm-hmm. and once I start you know start I start thinking about that and becoming aware there's always one that's off at least one that I'm like 
yeah yeah there you, you go. know yeah. and and if it's not neither you know any of those like obviously you start asking yourself more and more questions of like different like what's things. been going like, on yeah. what am i watching like blah 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 i remember that i was getting like anxious at one point like abnormally anxious and i'm not an anxious person and i'm like oh my god like but like my life is amazing like i love like I- i'm hanging out with amazing people like i don't know i was watching vampire diaries <laughs> and i'm like of course oh. like i'm here dreaming probably about like, like vampires oh and blood like there drinking blood there was so many disturbing images <laughs> from that show that like, i love it though like i, I love no, the show I, I just didn't show. see it coming i was like but wow. but it really did affect me emotionally like i had to <laughs> pause sometimes and i'm like wait, wait, wait let me just like take a break for a second and it's those minimal things that we don't notice yeah. and it's crazy it's just so so important to like take a step back mm-hmm. and and pause and something that one of the main reasons why i you know well a lot of reasons but one of the main reasons why i wanted to bring you in at this moment in time was because you've been doing a lot of meditation mm-hmm. and i would love to have a conversation <laughs> with you about meditation mm-hmm. you know you know record it because we talk about it a lot so yeah. Um, meditation has really changed my life in many ways mm-hmm. and I know it has to you do you want to talk a little bit about you know how you discovered meditation like when you started and how it has changed your life yeah so I started looking into meditation when high school when I started feeling all that anxiety I started really reading about the Dalai Lama his books on, I think, the art of happiness and the importance of meditation, all that stuff. So I started meditating since I was in, like, ninth grade, 10th grade. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple okay. years. and I think um, you were, you've been meditating before me. I yeah. think you got me into meditation, honestly. It's been, it's been like, what, seven, eight years? Mm-hmm. So I've been meditating for a long time. Um, but I think this past year I've been taking it a lot more seriously and it has been the biggest life-changing habit I have ever like yeah. you know and put it and put into my life or started um so yeah so I started in high school um I got into it when I started feeling all this anxiety and yeah it's been great what would you do so how did you start like would you just like sit yeah. and like so in high school I didn't have any meditation apps like i use headspace now which i love i love headspace Mm -hmm. um but in high school i would just use a timer and i think i would just sit and like not try to not think of anything Mm -hmm. which i the whole like uh what is it a myth like it's a myth that meditation you're supposed to just completely clear i don't know about a myth but it's just this like fake idea that you know, you're supposed to not think of anything. Like, okay, the moment yeah. you sit down, you start meditating, no thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's just not that. It's not <laughs> that way. But so that's how I would try to meditate. That's how I would try to meditate um, in high school, which it helped a little bit. But I think this past year I started, and I currently meditate with focusing on the breath, focusing on body mm-hmm. sensations. Sometimes I use visualization, a phrase, but most commonly it's with my breath. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I remember uh, you would talk a lot about meditation, you know, years ago when you first started, but I never really like took it seriously. Mm -hmm. And then I remember there was a lot going on in my life externally and I didn't understand why these things were happening to Mm -hmm. me. 
like I would be in that you know mindset of like why is this happening to me right mm-hmm. so I was like really confused because I I always thought of life as very positive very like hopeful you know I it was just like a very big way of the way that I thought about life and when mm-hmm. a lot of things that I didn't like and I didn't see coming were happening to me I was like what you know like I was yeah. just like what's happening I don't like yeah. this <laughs> um and so I started meditating and I would do like maybe five to ten minutes and just like sometimes I would do it laying down mm-hmm. sometimes sitting but sitting to me was just so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I remember one time and you were there, not in the room, but you were you were nearby, I remember. And I had the most craziest, like, five minutes. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. It mm-hmm. was so, I was there, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was present. like, there's nothing else there, just presence, presence mm-hmm. right? And that's when I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is insane. Mm-hmm. And for years, I, I mean, and after that, obviously, I would do it constantly. But for years, I never got that experience again like I feel like my body was like letting me know the potential of what meditation can do yeah it's funny because that's like I think they call it beginner's luck that right yeah okay meditating they just start meditating and they get like these crazy experiences that you're like oh my god I need to get that again um which I've had a few of those (laughs) this past year when I got it back into meditation just this crazy sense of just presence and flow and like unconditional bliss and love yeah and joy. just you know everything that those self-help books talk about when you go into like deep meditation <laughs> um but yeah no i that's that's a thing yeah yeah and it, it was so crazy after that i was like i never laughed at it again i took it very seriously and obviously i was on and off throughout the years but like it was always a thing that i f- truly believe believed in after mm-hmm. that yeah. it was just like it works mm-hmm. definitely it works you know and it just takes time it really does and I, I we were listening to Naval earlier today mm-hmm. and I'm obsessed with Naval like I I love his philosophy in life but he talks about meditation and the way that I truly do believe it, it can be like this where it's about just pausing like we absorb so much throughout the day there's so much stimuli in our brains and our lives all of the time that mm-hmm meditation really pauses that especially now with like the information age and social media social media we are there is you know boredom is non-existent anymore not even as a child like i remember when i was growing up i'd be like bored of things you know like Mm -hmm. be like mom i'm bored like blah blah blah. children don't even get bored anymore like if they're bored they grab the ipad and just you know yeah so it's like it's constant stimuli and meditation gives you the opportunity to pause and like you know process all the things that have been happening right Mm -hmm. now the reason why meditation doesn't work at the beginning or people try it and and it doesn't you know it it doesn't work for them is Mm -hmm. because first they don't have the habit in the mind of thinking like that way do you know what i mean so you're not trained to not think Mm -hmm. so you have to start training your body right you it's like a, working out yeah, you have a brain too it's like the first time you go to the gym after like never and you go to the gym and you're like i hate the gym like i'm so sore like what the hell I did i do more than my body weight. yeah and then you give up and it's like oh the gym is not for me N- yeah. no it's that you need to give it time it's the same thing with meditation it's a mm-hmm. muscle so um that's one thing and second it's really about 
processing your past emotions mm -hmm. and not a lot of people are ready for that mm -hmm. so whenever let's say someone that doesn't do meditation a lot at all and then they start meditation and it doesn't feel good mm -hmm. it's because there are a lot of emotions out there that, that they didn't process they didn't process yeah. so mm -hmm. having that opportunity to you know give your body the opportunity to feel that and to process it is only the start of something beautiful yeah. it sucks at the beginning but the way that your mind body soul is going to feel eventually is like incredible yeah. and i didn't realize that until years after where i'm like holy crap like this is, has really changed my life in many ways and now i've learned to listen to my body to know when it's telling me don't go this way go that way or mm -hmm when something happens and i'm like wait i need space and mm -hmm. and time to like let's let's process what just happened yeah. you know yeah meditation like because like you said we're living in a day and age where we can be distracted 100 of our day you know if we're working we're at work and then we get on our phone and then we watch tv and then you know there's netflix there's you know there's social media instagram snapchat and tiktok now it's like i don't i don't even have tiktok but I mean, I have Instagram, and I know how those reels work. And I that, love TikTok. I know, but just <laughs> for the attention span. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. But it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so we have the opportunity to be distracted 100% of our day. And when you start meditating at first, like it can feel very overwhelming because you start noticing. And here's the thing: the goal of meditation isn't to stop your thoughts. It's not. Yeah, it's. You can say it's to stop thinking, but you're not the one that's stopping the thinking. You can't stop your thinking. You can't control your thoughts that come into your head. You can control, because there's, there's a thinking, like there's thoughts that pop in, and then you can make your mind say hello. But that's still mind. That's still the mind. You can't control a lot of the activity in that. So the whole point of meditation isn't to control it, is to watch it and let it be, and learn to become the observer of your thoughts, not only your thoughts, but your emotions. That's when it gets hard. It can, be, it can be overwhelming. And for us, like, when you said there were a lot of things in your life that were coming up that you were like, oh, I don't like this, that judgment is what brings suffering. That's the root of suffering. It's your judgment and your resistance of certain thoughts or certain feelings or certain, you know, situations, whatever it is. But that the situation itself has nothing to do with you. It's your reaction and your judgment to it that's making you feel or think a certain way. So meditation has really helped me just learn to not judge, learn to just sit back, let things unfold. And it's funny because the more you let your mind be, the more it calms down, especially with training the mind to, let's say if you start focusing on your breath, eventually your mind's going to learn, all right, let's focus on the breath. And it'll, it'll still wander, like of course. naturally. Mm -hmm. Naturally, that's what the mind's for. It's meant to think. But eventually you can tame your mind to be present whenever mm -hmm. you're focusing on the breath or eventually with resting awareness but mm -hmm. i mean that that's a that's ambitious that's a goal that's gonna take me a while but um but yeah that's that's what i wanted to say about meditation it's so crazy because you've been talking about the the root of suffering for years <laughs> and i and i understood the concept but i didn't understand it until recently where it's like you Anything that happens to you, what matters is how you react to it, is, mm -hmm. how, is how you judge it, You're right? How you perceive it. How yeah. you perceive it. And it's really hard not to judge 
because yeah. you want to categorize your life you mm-hmm. want to be able to have control of like yes or no right and wrong like yeah do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you want to know and have control of that but it's so hard when things you know unfold mm-hmm. in ways that you didn't want them mm-hmm. to unfold mm-hmm. and so many things happened in my life that you know forced me to be like you you can't do anything else like you just gotta let it be you just have to let it be and mm. accept where it's going and mm. it's gonna lead you to something very beautiful you just don't know it yet yeah and having that having that faith in yourself and in the world is i think is very vital to aligning yourself with meditation mm-hmm. i think vice versa i think having faith has helped me meditate more and Mm -hmm. meditation has helped me have faith yeah i think it's literally like a circle that goes round and round and that feeds itself it feeds itself and when you create that bond it just becomes stronger stronger and you find more and more peace Mm -hmm. right and i mean everybody wants peace like that's what everybody wants like yeah everybody wants you know money everybody wants to look amazing everybody wants success and all stuff but like why do we want all of this? It's because we want to be at peace. Like, we want to be happy. We just want to chill. Like, we just, want, we just want what those things give us. We want to feel what those things give us. Security, love. Yeah, comfort. yeah. But at the end of the day, it's all about peace. Like, it's, it's feeling yeah. that. So, it's, it's so hard to, to think that you can give yourself that. Mm. When you have so many problems or when you have external things and situations that you're just like oh but i don't have this i don't have enough money to feel peace i don't have so it's really really easy you know to be able to like fool yourself and be like well once i have this i'll find peace or once once i I, i'm gonna feel secure like it's so easy but with meditation and i recently learned this is like yes you you need to work hard and you need to create opportunities for yourself and and that's that comes hand in hand but also you need to have that touch of faith and touch of like I did all this work, but now I'm going to sit back and relax. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's 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 also just like when something, you know, when a death of a loved one or something sad happens where you have no control of it, it's not like you have to put in work to, into something. It's just you have this feeling, you have this reaction, which is totally human. Um it's it's not it's not to become numb to emotions or to life itself it's just to help you find ease with whatever's going on so like just knowing that okay the death of a loved one or something you know tragic happened in your life okay you have this going on you you feel this sadness and don't get rid of that sadness sadness is a part of it it's it's a human emotion it's what makes us special and what makes us beautiful human emotions Mm -hmm. not all no emotions bad it's just chemical messengers from your body trying to tell you, okay, this is what's going on with you. Exactly. Um, but it's just helping you, you know, correct, not correct, but help you find ease and, you know, kind of stepping back from that judgment mm-hmm. and like resistance of this is, I shouldn't feel like this or this isn't how it should have ended or right. like, whatever the situation is. So, What do you think about, you know, antidepressants, anti-anxiety pills? I mean, everyone's different, you know, everybody, you know, it's not wrong to take them. I don't, I mean, everybody has different needs and, you know, you do what's best for you. Um, But I will say that, you know, if you're going through something like that, um, give yourself a fighting chance, focus on sleep, focus on your diet, get into exercise, whether that be cardio, lifting, 
you know, any any kind of exercise, but be be more active, mm-hmm. get more sun, be more outside. Like you know, do those little life changes before changing that right. because who knows maybe all you needed is just to eat better and maybe you just needed a couple more nights of sleep and it's 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 i mean it and it's very profound yeah and it's very like profound. people will laugh yeah. at that but like i mean in my personal experience i had like crippling anxiety because i was drinking so much and i was sleeping so little mm-hmm. and just from changing those things like it had it took a lot of that level of anxiety away um and again i'm not saying like okay sleep better you're gonna be fine but it's just gonna help manage those symptoms or whatever you're going through and if you still need pills or you still want to get on medication totally fine like there's yeah. nothing wrong with that but give yourself a fighting chance you know? right i it's it's funny because i i have like a mixed emotion like i've seen i've always been like you can do it without like mm-hmm. i think anybody can really you know do it raw and do it you know mm-hmm. like you said like sleep eat sometimes it's something very simple mm-hmm. um but and i'm not promoting any of it because i don't even know my mm-hmm. opinion yeah i haven't really formed my formal opinion it's mm-hmm. just me analyzing the situation but there are two things that recently has happened that i've seen in, in my life that has made me think about it because it's i don't know you tell me so I had one friend who went through a traumatic experience and uh, it was something very shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that person, you know, took, I think it was antidepressants. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what, but I know it was like something, maybe antidepressants or something. And when that person told me, I was like, oh my God, like, please no, like, you can do it. And mm. that person did it within a month or two was fine without it yeah and then that person was able to move on with her life and work on it herself Mm -hmm. right so i'm like well maybe this kind of helps especially when you when you went through something traumatic or something very extreme where it's like let me stabilize my body Mm -hmm. you know for just like this one you know a couple weeks right Mm -hmm. to be able to stabilize and and really take in and absorb what, what happened and then i'll work on my diet, work on my exercise, and heal emotionally, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that is amazing to be able to kind of balance those things out. Another thing that I've also learned, I recently learned, is through Joe Dispenza. He talks about the science behind meditation and, you know, basically what your body goes through when you meditate and how you heal your body, your mind, soul, Mm -hmm. all of that. And he talks about how obviously your emotions come hand in hand with meditation and your thoughts. So you are really connected with your emotions, with your thoughts. And they're just very interconnected with your heart and your mind and all. Everything's very connected, right? Mm-hmm. So it made me think, I'm like, well, it's a circle that goes round and round and round and round. And, you ha- and if you want to change your life and your thoughts, you have to start somewhere. And the easiest way to do it is through your thoughts because you, you can meditate and you can get those out and you can you know focus on different things and then therefore you're going to be changing your emotions right Mm -hmm. what happens with these pills is that you're going the other way around which is immediately starting with your chemicals and your emotions in your body that Mm -hmm. are sending out whatever messages around your body to do this 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 and that let's say like stress Mm -hmm. or anxiety is sending out these signals because you you're feeding thoughts you're feeding it right you're Mm -hmm. you you, want to continue that Mm -hmm. And you take these pills and then, boom, it's like a block 
and all of a sudden you have all these endorphins and serotonins in your body right Mm -hmm. and then you can work backwards into your thinking and you start thinking positively and you do you know what I mean so it's it's like another way as well obviously I don't promote very abnormal healing like I really do believe that you can heal yourself with your food with your mind like with yourself Mm -hmm. like I, I really truly believe that but learning more about the science I get I get why a lot of people might be okay in in taking antidepressants taking anti-anxiety yeah, I don't, I've seen I, I've seen like good things happen yeah you know what I mean I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that I mean and it's also the whole purpose of whatever you're you know whether you're going when you're going through something whether you know you're you're trying to meditate yourself like to help get through it or you're taking medication regardless the whole point is to get through it and if taking medication you know helps you with your the symptoms what with the thinking then freaking do it if that's what helps you if meditation is what helps you have a clear mind of this is your way of thinking and like all right like i can change that then freaking do that you know but like whatever it is whatever you like you think you need or you want to fit best with like Mm -hmm. do that in my experience i wanted i didn't want to try medic like i didn't want to do medication um and I just, it's not that I didn't think I needed it, but I wanted to go at, like, the natural route and, like, see, like, all right, like. I just don't think you needed it. I mean. I really don't think. I could have Even though it. what you went through was really extreme. Like, I've seen really, like, you know, your panic attacks and everything. I still, I was like, I, I, I think you can still build that foundation of your thoughts, of your diet. Yeah, but I mean, that. there's nothing wrong with wanting to make it a little easier for yourself. Right, exactly. You know? I exactly. just, I never, yeah. I never, like, actually went, like, you know, I never got on anything, but um, I don't think there's anything wrong if somebody wanted to. Mm-hmm. Again, it's yeah. just, honestly, just to get through it. Yeah. Or if it's just, you know, something that you needed, you need daily. But again, it like, I would just push for you to try sleeping better, exercising more, meditating, eating better like those natural things first before you integrate that Mm -hmm. because who knows maybe you'll respond to that better than anything external you know so exactly amazing do you have anything else you would want to say um probably just if you're thinking about meditation and you're doubting it i mean there's a lot of science research out there that's starting to actually pinpoint what muscles in the brain get affected. I think it was like this Netflix documentary or docuseries that it was like on mindfulness. And there was Wait, like what's studies. it called again? It's called, oh, it's called The Mind Explain. And the it's Mind like a docuseries. Yeah. Okay. And then there's an episode on strictly just mindfulness. And it's like this monk that um, they brought him into the U.S., because he had been in, I don't know, I think the Himalayas or something. I think he'd been in the Himalayas or something, but basically they brought him in and they wanted to take brain, like, scans, I think, like, with EEGs or something, um, or fMRIs, just looking at his brain during meditation and comparing the brains of regular people that don't really meditate and people that are, like, experts, and they were actually able to pinpoint in expert meditators that there's a part in your prefrontal cortex that um, with people that suffer from a lot of anxiety or depression, because anxiety or depression is just an extreme focus of worrying about the future or feeling not okay with the past or vice versa. Like, you know, just yeah, yeah. past, mm-hmm. future, regardless, it's not about the present moment, um, which 
the power of memory and imagination and thinking in that level is lies in our prefrontal cortex and they're able to pinpoint that part of your prefrontal cortex um is over not overactive but really active in people that suffer from anxiety and depression but in people that are experts in meditation they saw that um that part of their brain is extremely regulated not that active like so i would really try to give it a chance i mean there's science you know scientific research out there it's really helped change my life and i mean it's been amazing wow love that well thank you so much i'll see you again for my our next one with camilla yeah we'll see how that one goes (laughs) Woo!